The singing of the doxology by the PCC student body begins Pensacola Christian College Chapel. At each chapel service, students have an opportunity to receive spiritual exhortation and enrichment during a time of music and meditation on God's Word. This podcast shares selected recent chapel messages from guest speakers, faculty, and staff. Welcome to the PCC Chapel Podcast. Stand together, please, reading God's Word, Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, I like it when we are able to stand. And we'll read a text verse here in just a moment. The first three verses of Hebrews chapter number 12. Wherefore, seeing we have, we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which thus so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I was taught in Bible college that the Bible outlines itself very well. And you find a quick little outline right there, some things we should be doing in our course of life, our race of life. Goes on to say in verse two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, that set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then our text today for consider him. And today we're gonna do that. We're gonna meditate on this. We're gonna consider Christ in this particular picture that's being painted for us today in the scriptures. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. I'd like for you to read that verse three with me together out loud. Let's see if we can do that. We'll read verse three together out loud in unison. Ready? For consider him that endured such great contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. So the idea here is we're going, going to consider Christ, his suffering on the cross, and the fact that he is at the finish line of our race, our course. And the reason we're to do that is given here, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. We're taught in verse number one to run with patience the race that is set before us. Let's speak on this subject today. Continue the race. Continue the race. God wants you not to quit, but to continue. Let's pray together. Father, bless now as I seek to get across a very, very important point for these that are gathered here today. And I pray that they'll get some resiliency, some perseverance, some patience early in their Christian race. Teach us, Lord, today to never quit, but look unto thee, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The racetrack of life, which I talked about yesterday, if we would be honest, is littered with casualties. People that, for whatever reason, have gotten themselves off course, off track, sidelined, and they're finding it difficult to make it across the finish line of their faith. Maybe you know somebody like that. And right now you know they're struggling in their walk with God. Maybe you personally are struggling with your walk with God. Maybe it's just a veneer that we're seeing, just a shell of a Christian, but inside it's hollow. God doesn't want it to be like that. And you'll not last long in the race of life until you feel that with God and your walk with God. You say, what happened? 
Well, the Bible tells us here in the last part of verse three that it started in their minds. The battle, many have said for years, begins in the minds. They become faint. And then their minds and emotions get a hold of them and eventually will convince their body, soul, and spirit, that tripart being that we are. We become weary in the race. We even sometimes physically give up. Some are weak uh, and just maybe an infant believer, uh, and they give up. In that being weak, they did not take the Word of God and apply the Word of God, which we'll mention in just a while. And the great importance of having the Word of God daily in our life. Some rebelled and turned back. And then others were led away by false teachers and false doctrine. The Bible mentions some of them. Paul told Galatians, the Galatian church, who were listening to the wolves and the false teachers in Galatians chapter 5. I read the first part of that verse yesterday. I'll read all of it today. He told them in verse 7, ye did run well, speaking of the race. Ye did run well, who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. The idea given here to these Christians in Galatia is that they were running well, walking with God and having the word of God in the center of their life. But somebody who hindered you, somebody came along and tripped them up and got them off track. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was somebody they were reading after. And uh, we touched on some of that yesterday. Then he says, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. In other words, it starts with a little sin and that little sin becomes a bigger sin, a greater sin, and it trips you up and gets you off track. Then there are others, the Alexander Coppersmiths that Paul had to deal with. He felt like it was his job to discourage Paul in his race. And then uh, we're warned of other men like Phagellus and Hermogenes, who turned back from following uh, the Lord and, and gave the apostle a hard time. Others like Demas, who the Bible says loved this present world and fell in love with the world and walked away from the ministry. John Mark, the Bible says, turned back. And then you can't forget Judas Iscariot, was, which, which never was a, a true believer, but was influenced by the devil himself and lured away through money. So you see, the obstacles in the race, money, uh, popularity, false doctrine, and things that pull us away. I love for the present world. The American church is certainly scattered with used to be faithful runners in the race. And there are many who used to keep their eyes on Jesus, but pride pulled them away, power, popularity, and other things. The life of leisure has pulled their eye in another direction. And now they're completely off course. We pray for them. We need them. We don't need another casualty in this race of life. And when you think of it, humanity, all of us considered here, without Christ's conversion and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, humanity is a very helpless and hopeless lot. But we that have trusted Christ as Savior, we have all we need 
to continue in this race of life. You have all you need to make it to the finish line. And I want to be very practical today and giving you some of those thoughts. Here the Bible says that Jesus endured the cross. Now we know that he was 100% God and 100% man, but he veiled his deity, Philippians chapter two teaches us, and he chose to walk as a man. That means he felt the pain, he felt the hurt, he felt the scorn and all of that, but yet he was successful. He endured the cross in the face of everything that was thrown at him He continued his journey, we might say, up Calvary's hill and never backed down until he breathed that last breath. In our text this morning, we are encouraged then to continue in the race, to prepare ourselves to endure intentionally, as Luke 9 teaches us, verse 23, to take up our cross in this life and follow him. Our text declares we must do that with patience, We must do that with perseverance, tenacity. We must do that with purpose in our minds that we are continuing the faith of our fathers. The things uh, Paul taught Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. I have a rich heritage, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm glad that my grandparents on both sides of the family, the Turners and the Norses, were saved. I'm glad that my parents were both born again and kept us in church. I'm glad that I kept myself in church and and, and that that now my my family's in church and my grandkids are in church, and I, I have a rich heritage, and And Timothy had that as well. And Paul is reminding him, you need to continue in that faith that started when you was a young child, when you trusted Christ as Savior. It may be that you do not have any heritage. You may be a first generation Christian. But may I say, uh, so much the more should you drive your stake deep in your faith and, and make sure that you're planted there and you continue for God because the generation that follows you are gonna count on you to get them the gospel. So we understand the importance of continuing in our race and in the faith. The older I get, the more I want to see the work of God continue. I want to see my family continue on for the Lord and my church to continue on its course as the great church that she's been over the years. And I'm privileged and honored to be a part of that. But we must be honest. Today, we see homes and the family unit failing. We're watching our beloved nation fall apart before our very eyes. We're watching churches changing courses. But Jesus gave a promise to the church that the gates of hell should not prevail against her. May I say that everyone in this room this morning should want this church, the campus church, to continue. We should want this college to continue Another 50 years, if God tarries, we should want this place to grow stronger. We should want this place uh, to grow larger. We should want all of that. You should want your church family back home to be stronger, to continue on for Jesus Christ. Now, I want to show you how I believe we can do that and kind of the nuts and bolts of of what we're talking about, of, of keeping our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and how we can prepare ourselves to endurance. In other words, uh, how we can intentionally look unto Jesus. And I want to chase this word continue through the Bible, a very, very quick uh, uh, word reference, you might say, or search uh, in the Word of God. And I'm going to have you jot down about four or five things if you're taking notes today. And I'll read the text or the address of the point. You may want to jot that down for further study because my time is limited today. But how can we prepare? How can we continue? How can we endure? I think the Bible tells us. Would you write this first one down? Number one, I think we should continue in the Word. We should continue in the Word. John 8, verse 31 The Bible says this, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I understand today that you will not finish strong in the race if you're not spending time in the word of God on a regular basis. Jesus endured his course, endured his cross because he was the Word. And everything he did in life was conformed to the Word of God. You and I then must continue in the Word. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, many of you know these. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, uh, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Psalm 119 verse 11, thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against God. Please understand this. You're not going to be able to finish your course in a faithful manner if you do not continue in the Word of God. Get up. Get in the Bible. Go to bed. Get up. Get in the Word of God every day. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. It's talked about over and over in Scripture. Now, I understand you're in college. You have a lot of papers, a lot of books. You've got a lot to study. I get all that. But the secret formula to success in your college years and in life is to continue in the Word of God. If it's been a long time since you've been in the Bible, you're not continuing. And you're about to get off course. You're about to get off track. And I want to challenge you today. Continue in the Word of God. Secondly, continue in love. As we chase this word, continue through the Bible, we find in John chapter 15, verse 9, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. It is a wonderful thing to be loved by God eternally. He goes on to say in verse number 10, to show our love for God, we should do that by keeping his commandments. So let me ask you this. Are you continuing in God's love by keeping his commandments? Right now, are you obeying the commandments of Almighty God? Let's just take the Ten Commandments. There are many more than that in the Word of God and principles laid forth in the Word of God. Right now, can you say to the best of your ability, and we're all sinners saved by grace, but you're continuing in the love of God by showing Him that you love Him by keeping 
his commandments. Number three, write this down. Uh, nuts and bolts here. Continuing grace. As we chase this word, continuing grace. Acts chapter 13, verse 43. The Bible says, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Now, what does that mean? Well, first of all, how these got saved that day was by grace through faith. And uh, you're saved the same way, by grace through faith. Faith, you believed in the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And the moment you believe that, Jesus Christ saved you by grace. He's saying this, don't ever forget that. You will be tempted as time goes on in your, your faith, in the decision you made when you were a young child or that decision you made when you were in college or later in life. You'll be tempted not to believe that, to walk away from that. I want to challenge you today. You continue in the grace of God. You are saved by grace. You did not save yourself. God saved you, continue in that. And not just that, as we learn uh, the Word of God, we continue in the graciousness uh, uh, of the Holy Spirit of God and, and Jesus Christ, His Son, continue in that grace. Number four, uh, I'm hurrying now on purpose. Number four, we should continue in the faith. Continue in the faith. And we touched on this yesterday, but again in Acts 14, 22, the Bible says this, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. Again, we're talking about our course. It says through much tribulation on this course, we will enter the, the, the kingdom of God or we'll cross over that finish line. He says, now, if you're gonna do that, you must continue in the faith. As we said yesterday, that system of beliefs found in the word of, word of God. Now, let me tell you what that means today. That means that you are to study the Word of God, to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. You and I are to learn the great doctrines of Scripture. I do not know if uh, this, this still happens here at the college. I'm assuming it does. But somewhere along the line of the four years that you're here, you will have somewhere a doctrinal Bible doctrine class. That will be one of the most important classes that you will take. You say, well, I'm, I'm studying engineering or nursing or education. I get all that. You're going to have some great classes. But one of the most important classes you'll ever have is Bible doctrine that's going to teach you the Word of God and the great teachings of the Scripture. And the Bible says in order for us to complete or to continue our race, we should be wrapped up in thus saith the Word of God. Uh, when we as a church, you might say, uh, rally around these common truths, as we mentioned yesterday, we become a mighty tool in the hands of God. Now, I bring that out right now today for a reason. I want you to hold your place here and turn back just a few pages to Hebrews chapter three. I won't let you in on what's going on right now. I understand that in college, you don't have a lot of time to watch the news and keep up on things. But as I mentioned yesterday, you should keep your ear to the ground. What is happening today in our world we're witnessing what is called uh, the great falling away or the great apostasy. Those who are walking away from what they said they were religiously. And I'll not get into all that, but there is a warning here in Hebrews chapter three to believers. Look what it says in verse 11, verse 12. 
Take heed, what's the next word? Brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another, circle this next word, daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Here we see again the course steadfast to the end. Understand there are people today that are weak in their faith because of, of not knowing the Word of God and the doctrines of God and so forth. And, and they ha, uh, they'll uh, rise up in them a, an evil heart of unbelief. Their faith is weak. And they will depart or walk away or become sidelined on the course of life. Ladies and gentlemen, today, you ought to drive a stake deep in the ground. The day you got saved, have that pinned down. You ought to drive a stake in the ground where you say, come what may, I believe the Bible is the Word of God. It is preserved for me, and I'm going to stick with the Bible no matter what anybody else says. You better stand and learn to stand in the evil day because we're living in an evil day. The age of information is all around us, and it is a, it is a, a tremendous form of entertainment for many, but some surpass that and they make it their form of education. And I will tell you this, you'll find some good things I'm sure out there on the internet, but you'll not find anything as strong, as powerful as the Word of God. You learn to stand on the Word of God and uh, not depart uh, from this course we call the course of life. And then lastly, continue in prayer. The Bible says in Colossians chapter four and verse two, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. The word watch is speaking about being vigilant or continual, or it's a daily routine, maybe several times a day. Jesus himself said in Luke chapter 18, verse one, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Always. Let me ask you right now. And again, I understand you're busy. But another great secret to life, even while you're in Bible college, is to have a regular prayer life. I know this is simple. I, I get all that. But sometimes, as one man said, simplicity is profundity. The simple things in life are so profound that we just skip over them. The Word of God daily and your prayer life daily will mean so much to your success in staying on track for God. I guess a big thing now is called journaling. I've tried at my age to do a little bit of that. It's, it's pretty neat. You kind of get able to go back and look of some, what some of your thoughts were. I don't know how we have cell phones where we type everything and make all of our notes and everything's digital, but all of, a sudden we went, all of a sudden we went back to writing longhand and journaling. I think that's pretty neat. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you can write cursive. <laughs> they stopped teaching cursive in schools. I can't read my cursive. It's kind of like hieroglyphics, but nevertheless, simple things. And I gave you simple things, how you can run with patience 
how you can persevere. Prayer. God wants all of us to continue. He wants us to endure. I want you to again look at our text. And I'm winding down here. Verse number three. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. That word contradiction means opposition, hostility, scorn, lies, rebellion, treason. Speaking of what Jesus faced just about every day in his life. The Bible says here, consider that. Meditate on that. And then it goes on to say, here's why you do that. Lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Looking unto Jesus. If we're not going to be wearied and faint in our minds, we have to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Again, Galatians 6, 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Ladies and gentlemen, today as I close, I'm just here two days. I'll preach Wednesday night and be in another seminary chapel tomorrow, but I just felt like I wanted to come down and tell you where I'm at and where our church is at and where I think our world is at right now. I think sometimes when I watch the evening news, I feel like that America has gone to sleep and its brains has rolled out in the floor. It's a crazy world and you're young. We that have gray hair, we can tell you it's not always been like this. There were really were Mayberry days in America. Andy Griffith, Barney Fife days. There were those days in America. They really were. And now we don't know what the next trend's going to be, what the next evil's going to be. But can I say this? We should not be all caught up in that. We should be caught up if we're going to finish our course in looking unto Jesus seeing him who is invisible. You've been listening to a message from Pensacola Christian College Chapel. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.